Welcome to the Latest United We Stand podcast brought to you in association with Betfred. Uh, I'm John Ashton and it's pre-match before the Europa League last 16 tie against Real Betis. Um, thankfully I'm on hosting duties tonight so I get to ask the questions rather than answer them which is probably for the best after Sunday's debacle. Um, we'll have some more of that later on with the guys, uh, the usual suspects uh, after the game um, and we'll also dissect what's happened at Old Trafford tonight but with me just before the game uh, I've got a very special guest um, special guest is Ian Cassidy um, and Ian is in one of few people who can legitimately claim to wearing a, a half and half scarf tonight with pride because he's one of very few people in the world who happens to be a match going supporter of both Manchester United and Real Betis uh, Ian welcome to the podcast um, thanks for joining us um, I suppose I'll start with the obvious question Manchester United and Real Betis how why when who uh, well, my, my dad was a United fan from Manchester, and uh, so I was uh, brought up being a United fan. My mum was a season ticket holder at Betty's um, from a very young age, and my granddad was crazy about Betty's. So from when I was a child, I was supporting both teams. And I now live in Spain, so you know I go to see Betty's a lot and see United as much as I can. No, I mean, I, I, I get... I get the, the, the 1,000 death uh, glass uh, off the wife whenever I go and watch Salford City on a on a uh, you know on an international break so how do you manage to swing that one there being able to yeah. watch Betis or also Manchester United well I mean I, I, I don't get over to United as much as I'd like and I actually live in Barcelona so getting down to Betis is a difficult one but we're all season ticket holders at Betis so we get down when we can go to the derby go to as many games as we can and if not farm out the ticket and coming over here it's more difficult but uh my wife's quite comprehensive. <laughs> um, so, so, obviously, when this draw was made, uh, we, we played each other uh, recently, I think, in a friendly while the World Cup was on. Um, but other than that, it's the first competitive game between the two clubs. Was, was this sort of the dream draw or the nightmare draw for you? Personally, the nightmare draw. Um, I'd much rather have uh, both teams going through. But, um, to be honest, once I, once I sort of digested it I thought what a great night what a great opportunity to come over here and watch my two teams play against each other I hope it's a great game I really do uh, tell us a little bit about Betis because um, obviously it's a massive football club um, you probably won't thank me for saying it almost a sort of um, sort of Newcastle sort of vibe to it in the sense that you've got a massive home support and pro- perhaps underachieving certainly compared to the lock down the road uh, from yourselves as well who are probably historically a smaller club in terms of the fan base um, and, and have had some success so so it must be nice at the minute to, to relatively have quite a good um, Betis side Oh, it's great, it's great. I mean, Betty's have basically been a yo-yo club. They've been up and down. Um, we have serious money troubles, not unlike Newcastle. Um, but we do have a massive fan base, and it's fantastic that we've now got a great manager and some great players and really putting it together. So, yeah, very happy. Um, and obviously enjoying Sevilla's plight this season at the minute. They may be the ones going down. Loving it. <laughs> Absolutely loving it. Um, which players should we look out for? Um, I, I believe Nabil Fakir is um, out injured at the minute, which is obviously a big blow for yourselves. Um, but which players have been impressed for you this season? Because you're going quite well selling the league and knocking at the door of the Champions League spots. Yeah, I mean, Canales has been injured. He's probably our most gifted player alongside Fakir. He's been injured, but he's back today, so hopefully he'll get a game. I don't know whether he'll start. Um, but then we've got, I mean, there's some great players in the team. We've got um, Guido Rodriguez and Petzela, both World Cup winners with Argentina. Um, there's some good young players. Um, we Hopefully we'll see... Um, some of the sort of like younger players coming out and playing today but um, I would recommend William Carvalho is another good one Portuguese guy there's some there's some really good quality players in the team thing is we do play 
a sort of touch football, tiki-taka football, and I'm not sure with United how that's going to work out. United press along. What, what was made of in Batiste of United's result on Sunday? Obviously, it was a despair for us at this end. But is it seen as a blip or? I think it's seen as a blip and I think it's seen a, a little bit as a wounded tiger. I'm not sure that we really want to play them immediately after being drubbed by Liverpool, to be honest. But, um, you know, it, it could make for a good game. Betty's had a good game against Madrid on the weekend. Got a good draw yep. um, with two players, our two best players out. So, you know, Betty's are hopeful today and, you know, I, I just hope it's a great game. You know, I've... What the whole for the rest of the season do you think you can get into a Champions League spot? I think so. I think so. Losing Nabil Fakir is not good, but... Um, Pellegrini plays a, a wide squad, so I think we do have a chance of getting into the And we, we've been coming back. We dropped back a few weeks ago. Now we're right back in it. So, yeah, we're really hoping this year we'll get into it. And I've got to ask you the question. Um, split loyalties, but who are you hoping go through tonight? Well, I'm with Betis tonight. I'm coming, I'm coming as an away supporter, so I'm going to be supporting Betis tonight. And also, it's bigger for us. I mean, come on, United have uh, got bigger fish to fry. They're looking forward to the Champions League next season. So will we be, but, uh, you know, this is UEFA, UEFA Europa League. And for Betis, it's huge. And a, a trophy that usually, usually is in Seville, but across the way. So it'd be nice to get one over on them. What we what they perceive as their trophy. It would be lovely. They're playing tonight as well against Fenerbahce. They got a lucky draw, so hopefully they're going out. But, um, yeah, I mean, we really want that trophy because they've won it too many times. Ian, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, enjoy your evening on support. It's one of the few occasions where you can't really lose. No. But um, enjoy your evening, mate, and thanks very much for having us. It's post-match after United have put one foot in the quarter-final, I think it is, of the next round of the uh, Europa League. Um, after they bounced back from Sunday's debacle with a resounding 4-1 win over um, a tidy Roberti side, which never really got a look in, um, barring a, a 10-minute sort of spell in the uh, first half where United wobbled a little bit. But overall, good performance. Uh, with me, I've just got Stu Edwards tonight. Um, unfortunately, Ant Shaw's off with uh, Snowvid. I mean, covid Sorry, I'm, I'm not in any way insinuating you've cried off with the weather, and we do hope you get better soon, mate. Um, Stu, first I'll come to the lineup really, because did it surprise you that you went with the exact same team as you did on um, Sunday? Because part of me was thinking, you know, mix it up, show him who's boss, and then he's obviously gone with the approach. Well, that was a one-off. Let's show people what you're really made of. Yeah, I suppose. Obviously, you can understand why he's gone with the same eleven, which obviously in his mind was his strongest eleven going into Sunday's game, and obviously tonight was in some ways more important than Sunday I suppose so it, it, it was an opportunity to, for those 11 to get back out there and restore some pride I suppose yeah so yeah not a massive surprise uh, don't yeah. wanna, I don't want to dwell on Sunday because no. it's been and gone um, what, what do we putting this down to was it, was it just one of those days a blip in the road one of those days where because I mean we played quite well for the first yeah. half it, I mean, it was never a 7-0 game in the end but yeah. obviously you don't want to lose them and, and the manner I think was, was, was more concerning of that second half yeah, the fear of repeating what most <laughs> what everyone else has said, including obviously, you know, the pundits and, and people like that. It was the most bizarre second half of football I think I've ever seen in, in you know watching football for over thirty five years. It was just I, I I still I still can't work it out, and I still can't work out who to blame. I think it's collectively, you know, you've got so many internationals, World Cup winners, you know. I don't need to name names on the pitch, but also Ten Axton on the touchline. I don't get how you see a team just capitulate after the fourth goal, especially, 
for me, you just go five four one and shut up shop and just yeah, stick I mean, the place it was out. Weird. I think what was weird about it was that we, we've kind of expected those performances over the last few years when the going goes bad with the team. But obviously, they, they were playing well. You don't expect them sort of performances with the likes of Casemiro and Martinez in, in yeah. the team. They both had absolute shockers as well. So I think we're just going to put that down to a, a bad day at the office and, and today yeah. was a good chance for United to put it right. And, and, and let's give United some credit tonight because they, they could have folded, they could, especially after the equaliser yeah. and there was yeah. a little bit of a wobble. Yeah. But I thought United were very good tonight. No, good point, yeah. Um, someone said to me it was uh, Tom Tom Lee actually I spoke to before the game he's got a piece in the mag this month um, he actually said it could have been or we could hopefully if we're looking back on on Sunday it could be like Ten Hag's 5-1 what Fergie had in 89 against City uh, you know there's been plenty of uh, bad results Fergie's had plenty of bad results again it was I think it was, so your response was yeah it was Gary Neville who said it you know t- 25 years ago got beaten a week at Newcastle and Southampton, we still won the league. Liverpool have been beat plenty of times by six or seven. You know what I mean? And of course, you know that's the last, that's the last time we want to. Um, it's, it's concede seven. Um, you know, I'd rather have got beat five at home on Sunday against Southampton, but ayo, it's gone now. And like, and like you said, we've bounced back tonight. And it could have easily have changed. Yeah, the mood. You know, fair play to, to the uh, Bessis fans. I thought they were really good first half. They're really uh, good at the end. <laughs> I didn't really know what's going on outside there with all the police and sirens. We can see at the minute, I, I, flashing I, lights I, of it. I'm not sure I, what's I, going on. I no, saw it. I'd left the ground by the time this had happened. But um, someone was saying that it all spilled into the segregation between the sets of fans. But they, they didn't. They didn't seem a whiff of that before the game, did they? They seemed quite no, friendly bunch. No, but from what I could see from the Stretford end, halfway through the second half. Obviously, the right, the, the core of them were um, all bunched together like they always are above the uh, sort of the disabled section, and there seemed to be a, a quite a, a more than usual steward, more than police presence, all all stood facing the, the Betis fans, uh, and there was a few people waving their arms and stuff. So I don't know what's going on because clearly there's no fighting going on between the disabled section and and the, and the Betis fans. So I don't know what sparked it, but yeah, you know. I think the result probably, you know, pissed them off a little bit as well. Obviously, you know, they were backing it, and before they knew it, they were four-one down. Talking of the result, I mean, that's a fantastic result with the games coming the way they are doing. You know, we've got yeah. Southampton and Fulham either side of it, and, and you did think that a three-goal margin would probably mean that we we can rest a few players. You'd hope for next week um, because that tie should be to bed now, shouldn't it? It, should, you know, it definitely should be to bed, and it could have been a lot better. It could have been easily seven or eight uh, with a few more. Uh, better decisions let's say um, but yeah you, we should be going there a bit of sun for two days maybe well we've got Southampton obviously to, to come first but next week there's not going to be no sun at that game no bad tonight. <laughs> but we should be going there again it's a couple of nice days away for everyone uh, and again playing you know whatever you want to call them the fringe players um, and rest them up for another big game on the Sunday in the FA Cup to Fulham where do you think now now that we've, I mean, to be fair, well, he's played this stronger team in most most games, hasn't he? But now that we're probably mathematically out of any sort of title race, um, yeah. there's enough of a bit of a buffer between us um, and fifth place. Realistically, now, do you think he's going to put all his eggs in the cup basket? I hope not, because I still think there's a. I've still got a fear, you know, Tottenham, uh, Tottenham, and you know, Liverpool now are going to have, you know, the wind in the sails, aren't they? And you, you would certainly, you know expect them to probably finish fourth that means Tottenham dropping out but you know it's not a given we've got that little bit of it are we, are we seven points ahead of Liverpool We're seven points ahead of Liverpool and then I think the, yeah. I think the similar ahead of Newcastle and yeah Newcastle. so you, we'd have to we'd have to yeah, lose two or three two games te- yeah it's two teams that have got to catch us basically isn't it to, for us to finish fifth but, yeah um, 
and the, obviously other than Liverpool there's nobody really consistent at the minute so I mean I'd be disappointed if we didn't finish top four but absolutely we have, we've yeah. got obviously one foot in the in the quarterfinals there of the Europa League we, we've got a, a decent home tie against Fulham next week in the cup so you know it's, it's just dust ourselves down I think after last week we've still got a lot to play for this season and um, yeah we, we dust that down as a, as a, as a one-off yeah yeah. be professional let's uh, not get complacent in the next, in the next week or so and like I said before you know it we're in the uh, quarters and of, of two of two more competitions. Uh, no, no, Fulham's a quarters, isn't it? Fulham's a quarterfinals. So yeah, so yeah, so we, we, in, in the space of a week, we can be uh, we can be in the quarters of the uh, Europa League and, and back at Wembley for a semi-final. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, just just looking at the teams that are still left in this competition. You know, Arsenal have got a draw, I think, tonight away at uh, Sporting Lisbon. Juventus, Roma have won. Uh, there's Leverkusen still in there Feyenoord this could be a tasty ties in the next round some tasty ties certainly uh, in terms of some of the fans I'm not, not just talking about the football but um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, you wouldn't want Arsenal I don't know would you want Arsenal over two legs or would you want them in, in, in a one-off game I don't know um, I, I don't I'm not you know I'm being honest I'm not seeing enough of Juventus or Feyenoord I've, I've probably seen it maybe once each this season uh, so it's hard to comment really probably uh, getting a little bit ahead of ourselves anyway when there is a second leg yeah, yeah. Week, anyway. but you know it's for Europa League for a reason these teams have, have either dropped into it or you know finished sort of like fifth or sixth uh, last season in their respective leagues but I mean I thought Betis you know I expected them to be a bit better tonight. You know, again, they're sort of like, um, you know, sim- similar to us. You know, twenty, you know, fifteen points or whatever off, you know, off Barcelona. But, but they got a, they got a nil nil draw at weekend uh, away at Madrid, didn't they? they? Did, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the, the Spanish fan we was sorry, the, the Betis fan I should say it wasn't Spanish, but the Betis fan we was talking to before the game. Um, you know, he was quite hopeful of them getting into the Champions League next year. Only think only three points yeah. outside of Champions League spot. And yeah. They obviously, obviously used to finishing top 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 few in the league. Um, of the last couple of years, so I think we shouldn't um, perhaps downplay the, the results tonight and, and the manner of the the, the, um, the performance. Because I think United had twenty shots to their one, which yeah, I can you know still takes some doing against against Spanish sides. We've we've come unstuck a lot of times against Spanish teams at Old Trafford. Um, yeah, yeah, on the, the so-called lesser side. So I think United deserve a little bit of credit for tonight. No, for totally, that, for the way they bounce back. totally agree. Because the first half petered out really. We let them back into it. Uh, you know, they got the goal, which um, well, we might as well discuss it now. I, you know, again, I'm right at that end. I'm, I'm Right behind De Gea's goal to the left, and I've not seen it back on TV. I might be doing him injustice, but I thought it was quite a weak shot, and I, I, I did think he should have saved it. But again, I've not seen it, so it was very accurate. It was in off the yeah, post, but yeah, yeah it was he a didn't, wi- didn't smash it. Was it was a did weird it? one. I think his body shape was. Yeah, yeah didn't smash it. And um, obviously, he's not covered himself in much glory this week without it's, really doing much wrong. If that makes sense, well, you know, yeah. the Liverpool game, you wouldn't have gone. Oh, you should have saved any of them, but you still hope that for me. I mean, he's had nine shots faced against him this week, and eight of them have gone in the back of the net. Yeah, not not great stats, and and on top of that. Which is uh, which is just an Achilles heel. Uh, excuse the pun. Is kicking again. again was was tonight was just horrible. Uh, I, I honestly believe that half time, you know, Ten Hag's gone in and said to Dillo, "Why'd you keep passing back to De Gea and brought him off?" <laughs> he he made a difference as well. I thought Wan Bissaka. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He's someone we've we've given off stick on this podcast. Yeah, so he's one know. of these. We've said it before. He he always looks a bit lethargic and a bit docile. But um, you know. 99 times out of 100 he, he, defensively you know he, he's very very uh, you know what's the word <laughs> accurate in his, in his decision making in his tackling uh, not the greatest he, he's, he's improved a little bit this season uh, under Ten Hag no doubt crossing the halfway line um, but you know up until sort of like Christmas 
Delow had, you know, had, had a really good first half of the season. I mean, since coming back from the World Cup, yep. hasn't been the same player. So that, that position is certainly wide open again, isn't it? Uh, but he certainly made us. Yeah, he made us a, a, a difference on the right hand side, and then the other sub sort certainly made a, a difference as well. In Palestri's first touch, yeah, was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He, he needs some more minutes on the pitch. Well, coming to that because the the, the man on the right right wing, um, Anthony, what did you make of his performance today? Because Obviously, another fantastic goal. Um, Do we have to talk about but, him? Yeah, but I mean, I'm looking at that first goal, even as a Manchester no. United fan, and I'm sat thinking of their left back going, "Show him outside! What are you doing, letting him come inside on you like that?" Um, no, again, he, he's, he's very, very hit and miss, isn't he? He's a bit of a one-trick pony. I'm not even sure if he's that, mate. He frustrates the hell out of me. He does. I actually said first half, and I, mean, I get stick for this, but I thought we were playing with nine men first half because their ghost <laughs> is just running around and chasing shadows. Again, much, in, trick, much improved second trick. half. He got his goal. Fair play to him. But is it enough? Just running round. Is it? Is it enough? Uh, you know, running your bollocks off. Um, well, that's the bare minimum you'd expect from United. Players, exactly. Yeah. So you know, first half, I, I did think that we were, we were we were playing with nine men. But going back to Anthony, a lot needs to to be improved. He needs to do a lot more. Uh, simple as that's as much as I'm going to say on the matter. Really. Yeah. Good finish. But we know he's uh, he's always going to do that and try and cut in and. You know, whip one into into that corner, and you know the keeper did move. Uh, so yeah, good good goal, but yeah, overall not a great performance. Bruno Fernandes um, was, up, you know, he's got quite a lot of stick. Some of it a little bit over the top for me this week. Yeah. Um, in relation to his behaviour on the pitch, you know, I don't I don't want to see a player who's happy for us to lose seven nil at um, at Liverpool. What did you make of his performance? Because I thought his performance was quite good, although he was quite fortunate that it was only a yellow card for the. Uh, Tackle he did on Claudio Bravo. Uh, was he? Ah, right. Okay. I've seen it back since. Did yeah. he leave his and, foot in? And, yeah, I think I think he got away with it because he, he twisted his studs just right, at the okay. right time, well, that's... and he's gone with the side of his foot. But he was a little, he was a little bit naughter. Okay. Um, well, in real time, again, obviously, from where I'm stood, I'm thinking he's got to go for that. It's a 50 50 And you, would, I would be annoyed more so if, if you know my forward pulled out of that. But I've not seen it, so mate, if he did leave his foot in, then maybe he's a bit lucky. Uh, he got his goal, good header. But um, I think I said last week, he, you know, about Bruno, that he, he frustrates. Again, he's, he frustrates you sometimes. Um, but it, again, he, he's playing every minute. He's played every minute tonight. He's not been taken off again. Maybe he was never going to be taken off after after Sunday. Um, but yeah, he needs he needs to do things a little bit differently, maybe. Um, and again, maybe he needs a rest. But uh, you know, all this business about taking the captaincy off him and stuff. You know, you'd rather have him than Maguire. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, the only other contender maybe in the summer would be Casemiro. I don't know. See, I, th- I thought Fernandez had quite a good game today, actually. especially the second half when he when he moved him in the centre. And um, I still think United are a better side with him in it. I still think he's our best creative player. Yeah. Um, we'll wrap it up with that as there's only a couple of us, and we're both dying to get home and, and thaw out after what's been yet another abysmal night of weather. Yeah. Or um, and just when we think it couldn't get any worse. The weather says hold my beer and I'll throw some blizzards at you. Um, <laughs> but Stu, um, can I can I um, can I ask you for your man of the match for the evening, Obi? Then. Oh my God, I forgot we're doing man of the match. Um, uh... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it to the man I've just mentioned, Fernandez. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Fernandez yeah. just for how he bounced back yeah. after after the criticism and, and I thought he got his head down today put in a good shift and played some, some really nice football and uh, obviously got his goal as well so yeah I'll go yeah, with that I'm going to go and, with and a massive shout out for Palestri and I think just going just going back to Palestri a second uh, before we wrap it up I think if we hadn't have, well not we if, if Tenag hadn't spent 80 million on um, Anthony uh, and obviously 
probably feels the needs. You know, his signing needs to needs to needs to play him as much as he is doing. In the likes of Palestri and, and, and Ganacho, who were sat there in the wings, weren't they waiting to waiting to come through? I think they would have played a lot more minutes. Two great options to have though, and yeah. two bright prospects, yeah. and hopefully maybe we can get some minutes out of them um, in Betis next week. Definitely, definitely, they deserve it. And uh, yeah, what what he did when he came on was was absolutely magical. For for uh, I think McTominay got had the first shot saved, and then. Uh, Vegos followed in so yeah uh, well done to him um, so yeah uh, Anthony needs to improve first season maybe all the rest of it 80 million tag but he needs to use his other foot but yeah we'll, we'll go with Bruno just to end it I think for tonight uh, and let's get home and defrost Cheers Stu um, thanks very much for your time mate um, thank you to, uh, to everyone who stopped and bought the mag tonight I know it wasn't the, the best of conditions to be putting your hands in your pockets or, or reading paper and dragging that around with you but it's very much appreciated <laughs> and people who even just stopped to say hello and had a chat and kept our morale up in what was pretty abysmal weather um, let's hope it picks up a little bit for Sunday we'll be back yeah. um, for that one um, and until then we will see you on Sunday thank you <laughs>